Starting Up is a podcast series of honest conversations with inspirational leaders from across Liverpool, Merseyside and beyond. And it's just about that, how they got started in business and grew a name and reputation for themselves. You'll grow your knowledge about getting an idea off the ground to serving a tribe of followers and fans. Learn about the highs and lows of the entrepreneurship journey from people living it, loving it, and more often than not, learning through failures, big and small. So welcome to episode six of the Starting Up podcast. Today's a really exciting episode because um, it's always really great to interview someone you already know quite well and find out things that you might not know about them already. Um, so today is a colleague of mine who also works in the Centre for Entrepreneurship. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, uh, I'm Dominique, Dominique Aspey. I am the Ecosystem Manager in the Centre for Entrepreneurship. And I have been involved in the startup arena since 2007. So it's lovely to be here. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. The theme of today's episode is about networking and growing your network. And as Dom said, she is our ecosystem manager at the Centre for Entrepreneurship. So she is like our networking go-to person and pretty much she knows everyone, not in the whole world, but pretty much, pretty much. So what does growing a network and networking mean to you? Well, you know, when I started out, I thought that networking was this kind of incredibly formal sort of like um, uh, sort of skill that you had to have. And I thought it was something that you had to approach in this terribly formal way with a briefcase and with, um, with business cards and be all suited and booted. But over time, you know, I've come to realize that there's definitely two approaches. There's the, there's the kind of very uh, much like referral, signpost-driven forms of networking. And then there's the much more casual, informal kind of get to know people. I'm probably somewhere more on the informal side of it. So networking to me is about building trust. It's about building relationships. And it's about building that kind of bank of trusted people that you can go to that you can either um, kind of sound an idea off with or you can say to them, um, can you help me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to locate this type of person or that type of person. And in the same way that I would say to them, is there anything I can help you with? So I'm sort of somewhere towards that um, building, building trust, building a bank of people that you need to have around you and being able to go to those people when you need them. So that's what networking is to me. Um, it's about, it's, it's about friendships and it's about trust and, um, yeah, and kind of credibility. I would, I would totally relate to that because I met you before I got the job at John Moore's in the Centre for Entrepreneurship and I remember meeting you out and about and you, you always were someone who I'd say cut a dash, like you were really intentional about being in a certain event, even if you weren't there for very long, you're very clear about why you're there um, and also really smiley and always like that thing of, oh, how can I help you? Um, even if there wasn't anything you could do to help me. It really felt like you'd welcomed me into the the kind of community of entrepreneurs in Liverpool when I first moved up here. So I think you really walk your talk. Um, how do you think it relates to sort of um, students that might be coming to us, particularly now during the time of COVID, 
and perhaps for students thinking about what networking might be like now but also beyond COVID when we can be a bit more together again? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, a lot of the time it's now it's um, how can you grow your networks without actually having any events to go to? And I would actually say that if you're somebody who's new to networking, now is actually quite a bit of a golden time because you can start to hone your craft um, from the comfort of your own home or wherever you know wherever you feel is a safe space for you. So what I would I would say to to people is um, this is your opportunity to kind of get in the seat and maybe either um, join in some new online communities and get get you know sort of start talking to people that way and join in virtual discussion groups. I have never probably done, I've managed to do as much networking online as I have done over the last five or six months. I've probably done more networking than I normally do. Um, because it's about, um, it, it is it's about an opportunity to sort of engage with people, react and comment, and feel really comfortable about, because you're in your space, they're in their space, but people are coming together um, because they've got more time. Um, so you've actually got a really golden opportunity to kind of participate in more events because they're all happening online. So I would say to people, you know, um, either join as many webinars or as many online discussions as you possibly can, and, and get involved in the questions and the comments. This this is your this is your chance to sort of like to start getting more confident with meeting people that you haven't met before, having conversations that you don't normally have with them, and then when the all the kind of restrictions are lifted and we're back out in face to face you can then kind of reconnect with those people that you originally met um, in an online space so i would say it's an absolutely fantastic time to start growing your network even though there's no face-to-face -face events out there so uh, so students i would say to you get involved get involved in any kind of online discussions there's loads of stuff happening locally nationally you know, I've taken part in, in um, kind of uh, webinars and online networks that have been happening across in America. You know, it's, 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 it's a wonderful, wonderful chance to talk to people you don't normally get a chance to meet. But you can do it in the, the kind of safety and security of your own space. God, yeah. And no, no awkward moments over, you know, maybe like, you know, do I drink the wine or do I not drink the wine? Or, oh, God, there's no canapes that I eat because I'm vegan. You know, like those, the sort of structural setups of networking that even I, who've been doing it for a long time, I'm sure you would agree, can be a bit bamboozling sometimes. Whereas it's so nice to sit in your own home and think, oh, I might turn the screen off now and just grab a cuppa. You can this still listen, it. It. can't you? Yeah. I, I'm finding that at the moment it's really breaking down barriers. You know, it's, 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 as you say, if I, if I suddenly think, oh, we do with a glass of water, I can just turn the camera off, uh, run, run over to the sink, grab a, grab a glass and get back. I can still listen. I can still hear. They don't know I've gone and got a glass of water. They think I'm still engaged. But it's been absolutely lovely. You know, it's like people have seemed so much more relaxed and content and happy and people aren't embarrassed. You know, they're sort of like, the and, and if the cat's walking across the keyboard, so what? It doesn't matter. This has, I think this will will bring in a new age of much more comfortable and relaxed networking when the doors open again. Um, you know, that, that, that's my thoughts on it. And it's, it's, uh, it's been really lovely, actually. It's been really nice to, to take part in discussions with people that I just don't, don't normally get a chance to have a chat with. So it's, it's, mar it's marvellous. It's really marvellous. So it's interesting, isn't it? Like thinking back through your career and how networking's changed for you, you know, what, what have you seen um, 
that's worked for you or other people, regardless of whether it's now in this online space or back back in, in the past when there was more face to face? What are sort of some of the things that you think work for networking um, in general? Because it's hard because it's quite specific per person, but any tips or tricks? Uh, it's okay, yeah. I, I mean, I, over time, you know, I've, I've learned that what doesn't work for me, and I do appreciate that they work for others, that there are these very referral heavy networks, you know, there's these ones, these networks which are, um, and they're operating what they call like chapters, and you go to those and there's the sit down breakfast or sit down lunch, and you are expected to find 10 referrals for your, um, for your sort of fellow participants. That doesn't work for me. And it's really difficult as somebody who works for a, a university to be able to find those kind of really specific referrals for people. But I do appreciate that they do work for others. So if you've got a very specific uh, trait or profession, if you're maybe you're legal or you're an accountant or you are a graphic designer, then that they could be great spaces for you. Um, and you don't have competition in the room. And perfect. That's really my brother's an osteopath, and he was the one osteopath in the group for the British. Um, is it British Breakfast Networking or something like that? Uh, there's the because there's the BNI. That's right. He was in the chapter, and he was yeah. the only one in that group, and that worked really well. I think it would work well if you were like a sports psychologist or a coach or a therapist. If you knew you were the one person doing that particular job in the room, that could work. But it doesn't work. Uh, if you're a bit more of a generalist or you're working for an institution so what away from those more sort of referral based and they're quite regular aren't they they expect you to be there every week or every month at six in the morning it's quite intense which works for some people it does work for some people I am much more of the um, let's get a really great group of people together because Liverpool is quite a small city and I think as well it's like generally um people describe it sometimes almost like a village and you you will cross paths a lot of time with the same people but from that comes a lot of trust and a lot of friendships and that kind of regularity it kind of blurs the edges then between sort of like the 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 kind of the, the business formal side of it and the i really like these people and i really trust them and i want to do the stuff with them so you get a lot more i think collaborations happening because friendships have sprung up and and trust us is there and and there's a sense of um, I'd like to do something with this person. So I would say what what works for me is being in spaces where they're kind of like maybe a creative network. There's some brilliant networks locally, like Creative Kitchen, which is um, run by one of our um, our, our sort of um, fantastic entrepreneurs called Gavin from Mashbow, and he was a very very early member of our startup network. And he's gone on to set up this fantastic network called Creative Kitchen. And they do great events around the city. And they often have a sort of like a, either a panel discussion or they might have a kind of theme. But you go to that and it, you kind of forget sometimes that you almost go to a business event. It's a bit like going into um, kind of social gathering. But that relaxed sense, that relaxed edge is where you're more likely, I think, to strike up conversations that lead down a path where you say, should I go and have a coffee tomorrow? And it's those those uh, those conversations, I think, then that trigger ideas and, and opportunities to work together. And I think you'll quite get people finding, you know, why don't we do something? Why don't we collaborate on something? Or people joining up together to try and maybe bid for a bigger project that they wouldn't be able to do on their own. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of networking that works for me. 
And I would say that I think in Liverpool it worked particularly well. Yeah, I would say that. And I mean, both having been a student here in the mid 90s and now already being back here nearly three years again, it is that sense that um, it's a small place. So if you're new to John Moores and it all seems like it's super massive here. That makes total sense. But actually, after a while, once you find your fee and you and you go to one event, you'll start to see other people from that event at other ones. So I think it's really about, you know, daring yourself to try something that might feel a little bit um, anxious or step out of your comfort zone. But eventually you'll get to the point where you're like, my God, I know everyone in this city. You know, it is quite easy to to get to a stage where you do feel like you see people in town and they recognise you. And I think the great, I know the great thing about Liverpool is how warm and generous the people here are. Yes. I mean, I've, I've occasionally gone over to Manchester to do some networking and I did, um, I think once went down to London to take part in a few networking events on one particular day. I think I, I jumped on the train and, and just put like about three or four events into my diary. Completely different feel. And there was a sense that because because people are busy and they're big cities and they've got a lot of like actual like geographical distance to cover, it kind of felt like it was a bit more come on, cut to the chase. You know, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? Could we, can we do anything together? No, move on. I would um, totally relate to that. work for me. No, no, it's quite transactional. I mean, I think all, if we're being honest, all things are transactional. So actually thinking about networking, it's like if you are someone who um, shows up online and you have your camera on, you've showed up. That's like sort of one transactional point. But then next time you might think, oh, I recognise Dom. She was on the podcast. Oh, and she was at the last meeting. Oh, I feel comfortable. I'm turning my camera on now. Dom sees you next time you might see her in the street so it's like you're always building up it's like you could almost gamify your way that you play the networking game and that's not to sort of say that in a frivolous way but if you start to sort of think well every time I do anything towards my networking goal builds me a bit of kind of energy in the bank you just don't know when someone's gonna help you out or you'll be able to help them out that's it that's it entirely I mean I just I mean going back to um, Gavin that we mentioned earlier when I first met Gavin and he kind of was just starting out on his own with uh, with his then business partner we probably we were probably having conversations for six to twelve months before we realized that actually there was something that we needed we needed um, some short some short videos making and we thought he could do them for us but it probably took about six to twelve months yeah of, of kind of building that that trust and having those conversations and thinking, do you know what? I think he'd be absolutely ideal to put these together for us. And you know, it, it's not it's not like the days where you'd probably you know get a yellow pages out or you'd, and, and look up you know, filmmakers. It takes you a while, I think, to feel that that somebody is representing what you want out of your out of your piece of work that you're giving them. And it just felt like he was going to have the right voice for us and he was going to find the right sort of tone for us. And when we did eventually then kind of like sign on the dotted line to say like we're going to do some like paid, paid work together, it was such a lovely feeling because it felt like it was like um, it had been a, a kind of slow burn, but actually then saying like finally, you know, we're doing some actual business. Yeah, but I, I think just, that's a nice way to do business, isn't it? When you've made that trusted bond and you have something that feels like it's a fit. And I think that's um, an important thing to sort of realise in the sort of learning journey 
as students, you're often put in groups to do pieces of project work, whether it's online or offline, and that can feel quite forced. And yes, you, have to, yes. you do need to make the best of those situations. And again, those those groupings that feel a bit forced and fast sometimes, those people, you, you know, you might befriend them on LinkedIn and maybe you don't see them for three years after you graduate. And then one day you bump into them somewhere online or offline and you end up collaborating. Of course you do, of course you do. I mean, another thing that I do, and it does seem a little bit old-fashioned, but you know, when I when I do go to face-to-face -face events, things like business cards are still actually very popular. And people were thinking this digital age that we weren't bothering with them. Actually, business cards are as popular as ever. And I always keep every single business card that I'm, I'm given. And um, I make a note on them of where I met the person um, it's also a great way to kind of reconnect with people a bit later on. But I always make a note on the card of the event and the date in which I met them. And you'd be amazed how sometimes three, six months down the line, somebody in the office might say to me, does anybody know somebody who can do this? And I'll say, do you know what, I'm sure I met somebody at an event. And if I can find that business card, that will trigger a reminder for me, seeing their card again and where we met and then I can use what I put on the back of the car at the event. I can use that as a great way to reconnect with them and show some sort of authenticity that I do I do know them and I did meet them. Um, and it's a really lovely way to start a conversation again. So um, I would, yeah, I'm still a big fan of business cards as well when I am out and about. I do find that they, um, they're great little visual reminders of, of where I met people. And, um, you know, kind of like it's not, if they've got a particularly... Uh, arty or creative or interesting card it's a really nice thing to keep as well so um, so I would say that would be another thing I would say is is, is don't discount business cards as well and, and keep hold of them and kind of value them treasure them that's a great tip about the business cards because it's so easy in this digital age to sort of think oh well those dope things don't count. And equally, I would chip in that even if you are super digital, um, there is a really good reason why you might start keeping a spreadsheet of the people that you meet along line, even if it's their name, their Instagram handle and where you met them, um, because you won't be able to remember everybody you meet. And it's actually really nice when someone sends an email, even if it's a long time ago, and they say, oh, I met you five years ago at the RSA or when you lived here. and I, You just came to mind. It's such a sweet thing for someone to do. And it maybe doesn't translate into anything business related or, you know, a job opportunity. But that kindness and thoughtfulness really goes that extra mile. Um, and it made me think, you know, what, what would you have liked to have known when you were starting out in your career about networking or even restarting a career? Because I know some of the people listening to the podcast will be um, people coming back into studies or studying alongside like full-time careers. Well, do you know, yeah, what I would, what I would probably say is um, it happens in the most unlikely places and it doesn't always need to be really structured um, and it could have, it could, it could generate from most, I say, the most unlikely of, of, of places. I've sometimes been sitting in a coffee shop, I'm not even in work, and I've somehow caused conversation happening next to me, or I just, I think it's just making yourself open, uh, sort of keeping your eyes and ears open, and always keeping an ear to the ground about what's going on locally. And um, don't discount opportunities as well. You know, say, say, say yes, if somebody asks you to go to something, and you think, 
I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure it's me. Give it a go anyway. Um, mm. Just see, see every see every opportunity to have a conversation as potentially useful. Some of my most incredible links and connections that I've made have come from the most unlikely places, and they're still really, really valued connections to me today. I met an absolutely incredible lady about gosh, about nine years ago by chance um, in, in, a, in a coffee shop and she's an amazing social entrepreneur and I went for coffee with her a few days later and we're still really good friends. She's still an incredibly valued connection of mine. We haven't done anything in, transactional in terms of, of, of cash, I don't think ever, but she is truly one of my most valued connections because she's an ideas person, she knows everybody. And I really trust her. Mm. And I was stuck with something, or I just needed some. I was having a bit of a dip, maybe, and I just needed a bit of inspiration. I only have to pick up the phone or drop her a message and go for a coffee, and I'm, I'm back up on top again. And she's yeah, just, well, she's just she's just a lady who's just full of of ideas. Oh, that, that's so nice when you've got that. I've got that also, and I think it's something that goes in cycles throughout your whole life. But if you know, I used to have a phone book, like an address, a paper address book, which kind of I, I nostalgically wish I'd still kept because I and I still have a little one. But it's, I think as you get older, it gets smaller. Um, but my online network and family has increased massively. It's this idea that actually I dropped a line to a friend who I met, gosh, almost 10 years ago. How are you? Oh, I'm having a bit of a hard time. She got on the phone with me yesterday, re-engaged me with some things that I kind of lost a bit of like va va vum about, and she's booked yeah. me in for another meeting. And I'm like, I know you do this as a job. What do you want me to pay you? She said, like, no, I want to do this for you. You're a really trusted friend, and I know you always look out for me and my business. You know, it's um, yeah, I if you, if you meet somebody like that, cherish them and hold on. Oh to God, them yeah, they're yeah. so valuable. We call her Auntie Jane for a reason. <laughs> I mean, she's because she's she's. I wouldn't say she's a mentor, but oh, she's just got so much incredible experience behind her, and her journey to where she is now, and the incredible impact that she's had on the lives of people that she's worked with, and helped as a social entrepreneur. She inspires me every single time that I talk mm -hmm. to her, and, and I, if I could, if just even five percent of her talent rubbed off on me I'd be really happy and I think so, that goes the other way around isn't it when when you might sort of think oh I'm new to this maybe I'm it's my first degree I've just come out of college or or got my a-levels or oh you know what what have I got to bring I'm you know returning to study after becoming a parent every single person you meet you have a potential to help so something I learned and I do still stick to this and in fact when I'm really struggling to know what to do I've learned to give to other people um you know send a card to someone send them an email you know linkedin now is super easy to keep in touch with people don't think that you know you don't have something to offer someone else you you could be that person in a coffee shop to someone who's younger than you or you know maybe you're the up person with the older age number but actually a younger person's mentoring you you know it, it goes swings and roundabouts doesn't it it really does. It, it really, it really does. Um, and I think and that you make a good point there when you say, you know, about um, if you feel that oh, you know, you haven't got anything to sort to, to offer, it, it's a, you probably have. You really probably have. And I think if you feel that you're in a bit of a dip, 
ask somebody what you can do for them. Ask mm. and since anything, you know, get get involved in, in volunteering, get involved in some kind of something that you're passionate about. You know, it, it, I, I I do volunteering on a weekly basis, and I can honestly say it's probably one of the best things that I've ever done. It's it's something that's a cause that's very close to my heart. But every single time that I'm there, I'm meeting interesting people who've coming from who've come from really amazing backgrounds, really interesting other volunteers. Who knows where this will go? I just don't know. And but who knows what you're doing? That again, networking seems to come under this kind of really prescribed thing. Is I am going to a room. I'm going to shake hands with people I don't know. I'm going to listen to a speaker. Um, or I'm going to go to a graduate fair and I have to give out 100 CVs. Okay, that is possibly a, a, two examples of things that still happen online or offline. But volunteering, I, I volunteered, God, since I was about seven, um, and I still volunteer, and I often volunteer when I'm thinking about taking up a new line of study or there's something coming up in my job where I'm a bit uncertain about a subject. So I think, oh, if I go and volunteer in something and that networking is just so rewarding so maybe one of the things we do in a workshop at John Moore's is we often say to someone you know okay if you don't like the name networking because it comes with a bit of a sort of heavy burden I think or sort of maybe quite a lot of stress for some of us I know I feel stressed in certain networking events I I wonder if while you're listening to this you can think about what you might call networking so it would make you want to do it you know what how do you reframe networking sometimes when you're thinking oh you know oh I don't really fancy it today but I need to go because it's my job <laughs> you know yeah. what what do you yeah. what do you make it mean to you yeah that, that, that's a really good point that that's it isn't it it's um I go I go and do this volunteering because I, I love it and it it brings me so much sort of joy but I realised that when I'm there, that come away, and I've had, I realised I've had conversations with somebody who's, um, you know, I, I, I get talking to somebody. Oh, he's a JMU graduate. Oh, really? And then we just, and we end up having a conversation, and then I'm helping him. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just these, these conversations are sparking up in the most unlikely places. But you have to put yourself there. You have to, you have to put yourself into these. But you could do it by doing something by uh, volunteering with a cause that's really important to you or something that just interests you. you. You just don't know. You just don't know where the opportunities can come from, but make yourself open to them. Definitely. Totally. And it doesn't, I think it's really important to stress, like someone said to me the other day, oh, you should you should join this official organisation that's linked to your job. And I said, well, funnily enough, I don't ever feel that I want to join those kinds of groups unless it comes with a qualification for me, I think. That's just, but I like, you know, okay, I do training in enterprise and I run my own business. But I like to go to conferences about neuroscience or find out about permaculture or read about the latest things that are going on in the prison system, because I think that's just the kind of person that I am. But equally, people listening to this, you might be someone who's really geeky about one niche subject and that's all you ever care about. You know, get into that. Go on podcasts, you know, listen to TV, whatever. Just like there's no rules. It's really about what works for you but also I think you've said it and I'll say it again you you need to do something that's a little bit different and maybe a little bit scary sometimes within without going into panic mode but get out of your comfort zone you know send a message on a zoom call write an email afterwards to say thank you 
Yes, well, that, I do the same thing. I go to, I, I sometimes go to um, lectures in subjects that I know absolutely nothing about, you know, sort of public lectures and public events, and I'll sign up for things that I have absolutely no idea about if I'm even going to understand it. But I tell you what, it gives you great topics of conversation when you, when you then go to future events, because you, you, if you can build a really sort of like broad knowledge of, lots of things you're never going to run out of conversation either and i think that's the thing as well don't um you know is it, when you go when you go to a networking event you don't want to just talk about the weather you know be, be have have <laughs> have a great range of things to talk about have a great range of topics be interested in things you know and and um yeah just 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 give it a go just give it a go brilliant so I think one of the things that is another way to really get to know different people, particularly once there's a bit more freedom to move around, is um, something that's kind of a, not a new thing, but now a thing that when you're in entrepreneurship or you're you know, maybe working for a startup company yourself as an employee, you would be going into a thing called a co-working space. What, what's your opinion of those uh, spaces in terms of networking and finding new contacts? I absolutely love co-working spaces. Even though I've got a fixed desk in an office at the university, I take myself, when I am back at work, uh, I take myself out of the office a day a week um, and go and sit in a co-working space because they are really great um, in terms of you can sit there. If you want to be, um, if you want to get your head down and get on with some work, they're brilliant for that. But if you fancy sitting with people, if you normally work out of your bedroom or your kitchen, you, know, you work in quite a kind of um, solo way. If you fancy going to sit down and rock up with your laptop and sit amongst people you don't normally get a chance to talk to, do it. Absolutely do it. Loads of co-working spaces in the city will probably give you a free day. We've got great partnerships with some of the key spaces like Avenue HQ, and we could probably get you a free day anyway. But um, they're really keen for you to get in there and uh, sit down at a desk and it's it's a bit like being in a big kind of office space, but you can hear all kinds of kind of crazy conversations going on around you, and you can join in with them, and they're brilliant. So you get your water cooler moments in a space where you don't normally get a chance to hang out. So I'm a big fan of co-working. That's like when we've been really to Brantwood, or when we've been to Brantwood for meetings as well, isn't it? You know that partnership we've got with them as well. So I think each co-working space has got a little bit of a personality to it, and certain types of business gravitate to to certain co-working spaces. There's also um, who else is in the city doing co-working? We've got Brantwood uh, Avenue HQ. Brantwood, Avenue HQ. Um, where else do we have? Um, Gosh, even I mean, even say like big, big coffee spaces. I mean, places like if um, right down at Baltic Creative, that's they right. Don't have, gonna... They don't have co-working space as such, but their cafe that sits at the front of the building, you can guarantee that ninety-nine percent of people there are probably doing some kind of either side hustle or they're running their own operation or doing something, and they'll be there and be working on the laptops. That's true of Chapters of Us as well, which is in another Baltic building. I've been going down there um, now they're open a little bit more. It's really nice to be a part of at a safe distance, obviously. But there's people there having meetings on laptops. It's just like, oh, the world's coming back into action. It's really yeah, exciting. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really exciting. It's really good. Sometimes I've done that where I've spent, I've spent a morning down there. Like I've started off, I've had... The anchor has been, I've had a meeting with somebody and I've sat there, I've had a coffee with them and then when they, that, that meeting's finished, I've just stayed there and I've carried on 
And it's, it's funny, isn't it? And then people kind of start to like look at you as if to say, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, you know, why are you here? And then you have to start and that, that will spark a conversation. And they are brilliantly informal ways to, um, to, to talk to people and to start building some connections as well. But without the kind of the, without the formality of, uh, of it being an event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, co-working, big fan of it. And I would encourage people to do it. And when, when things open up a little bit more, we've done these in the past. This is something that you've run. We do a thing called an explorer walk. And it is literally that we take you on a very loosely guided walk around certain areas of Liverpool's um, city that have places like the Baltic or Bruntwood co-working spaces so that you can orientate yourself and be familiar with them. Um, Just before we wrap up, because I think we've covered a load of things um, like being open and looking for trusted relationships different places you can go online or offline like creative kitchen co-working spaces do you think you know what's one way that you could sort of wrap up our conversation so that anyone listening kind of gets really excited and motivated to do their own style of networking do you know what i would say as well something that i don't we haven't covered is if you're not blogging start a blog start a blog that's a brilliant brilliant way to start an online conversation be that person who's got that voice um, and talking about the things that excite and interest you share share it widely get people commenting get people engaged with it Uh, i think i think blogging is a really really fantastic way you do yours via the option on LinkedIn called LinkedIn Pulse, which is a free option. Um, and I would wholeheartedly agree. I've become, I slightly furloughed myself from doing more of that kind of proactive blogging a while back for different reasons. But when I was more proactively running my business, um, writing the odd comment piece on LinkedIn Pulse, no more than 200 words. I've got dyslexia. Um, you know, I don't always feel confident writing. But if there was something in the news, around creativity and education or entrepreneurship I would write my opinion on it you're brilliant you've been writing a series of blogs throughout the whole of Covid haven't you I have yes yeah it's been it's been lovely actually and it's like the amount of engagement that you get from that and you can see if I mean if, if, you, if you're into the analytics of, of, uh, of what <laughs> you're doing then I only have to look and see you know within a few days of me um, posting a piece searchers looking for about wanting to find out about me they just shoot up you know, you can see the amount of people then suddenly becoming interested and it's starting to spark conversations about something else and people asking you to engage with things and, and get involved. So, yeah, I think blogging is a really, really excellent way to, um, to, to, to be like almost like a magnet and attract people to you and um, be that person who's, who's, uh, who's like got a, a voice and an opinion. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah, and it, and it makes you, I think it just makes you a bit more interesting. So Over time, you've written three or four blogs over three or four months, and suddenly people are coming to you and asking about your specialist subject. It can be anything, the stuff you geek out on in your private life, the thing you're studying, the thing you just read about in a newspaper. It really doesn't have to be, you don't even have to niche it. It's just about yeah. putting your yeah. thoughts down, isn't it, and your, oh, I'm thinking this about this. What do you think? And it starts a conversation. We had, a, and I've often quoted this when I've been talking to students, and when I say to them, if you're not blogging, why not? Because here's why. We had an incredible student who, um, she was on the media studies degree, and this must be five years ago now. And the thing that really interested her was the, the, the independent food and drink scene in Liverpool. So every time she went to a new cafe or a new bar or restaurant, 
she'd write about it, she'd blog about it, and she really, really started to get an incredible following. And before she'd even graduated, she had a job as a food writer on, on a, a regional magazine, simply because she'd done that all that blogging about food and drink, because it really interested her. Mm. And she had a job after that. So, um, yeah. So wow. she, was, uh, she, was, she was she walked straight into a job, which is incredible. Let's leave it at that and just say thank you ever so much for sharing your wisdom and all your like lived experience of networking, which sounds like it's constantly evolving, particularly now. Um, when we um, publish this podcast, we'll put a list of the places that you mentioned and links to them. And going forward, if um, as, as you kind of get into your term, whether it's your first term or you're coming back to study or you're listening to this at a later stage, you can get in t- touch with Dom via her LinkedIn or her um, Twitter. And we'll include that in the podcast information as well. So thank you ever so much and see oh, you really soon. Hi, we're waving. We're also recording this on Teams, so uh, that's what we're doing. So that's that's the nature of these podcasts. It's all a little bit DIY, but all the better for it. So thanks very much, Don. See you soon. Bye. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Starting Up podcast. We can reach more listeners through you sharing about this episode and what you loved about it. We'd love if you took a screenshot of this episode and shared it with your social channels. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. Every share, review and piece of feedback you give us matters to us so that we can get more people to learn from all the juicy wisdom contained in each episode and make the next episodes even better.